All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Pylon Podcast. I'm your host, Cantley Elliott, joined by the man himself, ESPN's David Behrman. Thank you so much for joining me, too. I um, I saw, I was looking at your profile a little bit on Twitter. Um, I will say I'm super, super jealous of you because I was looking at your pinned tweet, your Super Bowl prediction from two years ago. Yes. And it's funny because my prediction, actually, um, it was Chiefs 31, Niners 20. So... You're like the closest person to me, I think, as far as you know, picking the prediction, right? Right. Yeah, and that was that was interesting because I was uh, I was overseas at a conference in London during mm-hmm. the Super Bowl that they have every year, a sports betting conference. Yeah. And I had flown in that night, went to a party to watch the game, and I was back in my hotel room at four a.m. London time watching the second <laughs> half, and I started falling asleep, mm-hmm. and then my phone started blowing up because everyone's like, "Holy crap! You just hit the exact score!" Yeah. And I I had bet. Kansas City minus 10 and a half. I had bet Kansas City to win between 7 and 12. And I had bet a whole bunch of props based on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all hit. So it was a, it was it was definitely a, a good night. Good night for you. So, yeah. so I'm curious, what else do you do at ESPN for everybody who might not be familiar with your role? Sure. I mean, besides hitting the exact scores of the Super Bowl? Yeah, besides that? <laughs> I oversee our sports betting content for, uh, for digital, which is ESPN Chalk. Uh, and work with Daily Wager uh, on their programming, which is five days a week, six days a week during uh, during football season. Uh, basically been at ESPN 17 and a half years, started with our, our stats information department, providing live stats, scores, metrics, and everything for the live broadcasts, both in Bristol and on the road. Uh, did a lot of travel with golf and college football, and then started concentrating on sports betting. Um, and then once they flipped the switch and, and you know, repealed PASPA, Sports betting became bigger, and we were ready to go at ESPN, where we, I helped launch Daily Wager, took over the digital side, and, and pretty much oversee our sports betting content for, for all platforms. So you so you know Doug Kazarian, then? I work with Doug every <laughs> single day. I talk with Doug a hundred times a day. We uh, He was on our football pod, or our Super Bowl podcast back in uh, February. Super, super cool guy. And um, I'm not crazy deep into sports betting yet. I'm kind of a casual with it still. <laughs> But the way he just talked about it, it was it was super incredible, and it makes me want to get into it once it's actually legal here in Ohio. Yeah, Doug Doug is probably more knowledgeable about sports betting than anybody, honestly, that I've met. Um, yeah. And I've worked with a lot of people in the field. Uh, been with Doug for many, many years at ESPN, even prior to the sports betting boom. We were, he was a sports center anchor, and I was at ESPN with him. So I've known Doug longer than a decade. Uh, we launched Daily Wager together. We put the pilot together. We then launched the show, um, helped him out to LA, out to Vegas. He's out there now. Um, you know, I, I manage his content as well. So like we, we, we literally talk a hundred times a day. So uh, multiple meetings a day. Uh, I go to the daily major meeting every day and, and he writes for chalk, as you can see yeah. on ESPN chalk. So he's one of our digital writers and he's also the host of daily wager. That's super cool. That is super cool. I um to to start this off before we get into the NFL, I want to start with some college football stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously over the last few weeks, the landscape of college football changed a little bit with you know the Big Ten expanding in a couple of seasons. But if you're looking at this upcoming season, would you say Alabama, Ohio State, they might be the two favorites? Um, yeah, they they are the two favorites as well yeah. as they should be, and and that's the funny thing about all this news that's been breaking recently. Yeah. It has absolutely zero impact on the upcoming season because. UCLA and USC are not going to the Big Ten for a few years, and even Oklahoma and Texas, which was last year's news, aren't going to the SEC until at least next year, if not 2025. So as far as on the field this year, uh, it's interesting. Uh, David Perham 
did a piece the other day about college football um, championship bets, et cetera. And there was a bookmaker out of Vegas. Uh, I believe it was at uh, the sports book in Vegas, Westgate Superbook, mm-hmm. that was quoted as saying Alabama is the most talented team he's seen in a decade. And think about all the talented Alabama teams we've seen. <laughs> right. uh, he actually said if you split Alabama up and did a first team and a second team, mm-hmm. both those teams would qualify for the college football playoff. That's how good Alabama is that their second string would be a college football playoff team. So that's no joke. It's coming from a reputable bookmaker in Vegas. That's how good they are. That's why they're less than $2 to win the national championship. And quite frankly, you look at Alabama and really the only thing that works against them, but it also helps them is the Mm -hmm. fact that they're in the toughest conference, you know, in America and they have to face Georgia in the SEC championship game. Potentially they don't play them during the regular season. Their, Their regular season schedule is, not as difficult as it's been in the past. They do have to face LSU and Auburn, um, Tennessee, who's going to be improved. Um, and of course, Texas A&M, who's might be the second best team in the SEC West. Uh, Georgia's always be formidable, but you know, that Alabama Georgia game, if they play again in the SEC title game, likely could wind up with both making the playoff anyway, like last year when Alabama beat Georgia and then Georgia beat Alabama. Uh, one team not to be forgotten is Ohio State, as you mentioned. Ohio State's a very, very good team. The class of the Big Ten, obviously, Michigan beat them last year. Um, Ohio State's bringing a lot of players back. If it was me and I had an opportunity to bet Alabama, Ohio State, or Georgia versus the field, mm-hmm. I would take Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia in some capacity. Those are the three best teams in college football. I think you could see some movement in other conferences. I think, you know, Miami has a chance if the U is back to upset Clemson in the ACC, although I think Clemson is the better team. Yeah. Obviously, Michigan has beat Ohio State last year so they have a chance although I think Ohio State's the much better team Mm -hmm. the Big 12 is really up for grabs should go to Oklahoma but I could see Texas winning it I could see Oklahoma State winning it some people like uh, Kansas State Uh, so some of the other conferences are a little bit closer uh, but I think Alabama Georgia obviously the class of the SEC Ohio State the class of the Big 10 and I'd be surprised if it's not one of those three teams winning the title come January Two of the other schools I was really curious about, too, uh, Notre Dame and Utah. Do you see them making any kind of noise, maybe uh, sneaking in there being like some sleeper teams at all? I think Notre Dame has a chance to always have talented with, with Notre Dame. They're not playing in a, in a conference, and they're going to play five ACC schools, as always, and none of them are really formidable. It's not like they're playing, you know, Clemson, Miami, et cetera. Yeah. Um, you know, they, 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 they do have an early tester. Um, But I think that overall, Notre Dame is always that team that gets the media love, gets the attention. And if they go 11 and one, they'll be in the college football playoff. Um, Not sure they're that good, but on the board, they're the seventh or eighth favorite where, yeah, Notre Dame is a team that doesn't have the conference championship game to worry about. They don't have the tough conference slate to worry about, which could work against them if it comes to strength of schedule. But at the end of the day, if they're able to win 11 games, they should be in there. As far as Utah's concerned, I think Utah is absolutely talented enough to make the playoff. We saw a couple of years ago how close they came. Uh, if they hadn't lost to Oregon in the in the Pac-12 title game, they would have made the playoff. Um, I, I'm hoping they don't because they open up in Gainesville against Florida, which is my alma mater. Sure so I'm, I'm not taking Utah, and I'm hoping they're 0-1 to start the season. So if you got a Utah ticket, my apologies. Uh, but I don't really want them to win that first game. Should they beat Florida? They could run the table in the Pac-12, and then they could legitimately make the college football playoff with winning the Pac-12 and having an SEC road win on their on their resume. Uh, but but here's hoping that doesn't happen. I want to ask you too because I'm curious how this would shake things up for the playoff this year. Let's say 
week one, Notre Dame beats Ohio State. Let's say Oregon beats Georgia, and then let's say week two, Texas beats Alabama. I mean, if you get if you get those three three things that happen in the first two weeks, I mean, what would the rest of the season be like? You think? Well, first, if you think those three things are going to happen, I would absolutely go bet it because that three team <laughs> money line parlay will pay for the rest of your season. Um, I don't think any of that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to pick one of those three upsets, what you said, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Georgia, Oregon, and what was the other one you said? The uh, Texas and Alabama week two. Yeah, none of those are happening. Um, <laughs> if I had to pick one of them, I would say Notre Dame over Ohio State, but even okay. then I don't love it. Um, I'm going to lay whatever the Alabama number is versus Texas. I don't think Oregon beats Georgia. If all three of those happen, you also have to keep in mind it's the first two weeks of the season, right? First couple of weeks of the season, either Georgia or Alabama run the slate afterwards. They're going to be in the, in, in the playoff. And once they get to the playoff, you know how good they are. Um, yeah, there are, we say this every year because there's always marquee games early in the season, but I, I just don't see Notre Dame beating Ohio state. And I definitely don't see, I mean, Texas is better, but Texas hasn't won a big game in a decade, like yeah. significance. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Oregon beating Georgia, mm, you're also talking about the defending national champion. So yeah. um, if, if you force me to pick one, I, I'd probably pick Notre Dame, but okay. I would love it. Yeah. Um, I take it with the points before anything, but straight up, slight edge to Notre Dame over potentially Oregon and I'm not touching Texas with 10 football I was gonna say yeah because Texas I know they're that's kind of that's a dangerous one yeah you're, you're talking about a school and a team that hasn't won anything of significance in a decade versus a team that doesn't lose these games exactly like Alabama the only losses Alabama has in the last decade are on the road at you know at at College Station versus Georgia and the national title like they're not losing non-conference games to Texas. That's just right. not what they – in fact, they do the opposite. If you all look at Alabama every single year in week one, I always call it my seven-point game because I'm in a pool where you get six common games on a wild card and you got to rank them one to seven. Conference okay. And no matter what it is every single year for about the last 15 years, I've taken Alabama <laughs> next to it, and they cover every single time without fail, and it's, it's, it's not even a contest, whether it's – they, they've played Michigan, they've played Florida State, they've played, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Miami, and, and they just, they win by three touchdowns every time, so. There was a, I think Alabama was playing New Mexico State last year, and I think New Mexico State might have scored either their first or second possession, and I just see people on Twitter freaking out, and I think Alabama ended up winning like 56-7 to seven or 49-7, to seven, and I'm just like, even if they go down, you cannot count them out. No, and that would have been a fantastic live betting opportunity if you could have jumped in at that point in time. So Yeah, yeah. What, the last question for college football, or the last team I want to ask you about is uh, USC. Do you see them potentially being in that college football playoff this year or in the years following? Or I mean, they, they have all the talent in the world. I mean, USC has always had a talented team. Obviously, Clay Helton couldn't get the most out of them. They got a good coach in Lincoln Riley. They got a good quarterback in Spen- you know, and Spencer coming over. Um, by Caleb Williams, sorry. Um, I think USC competes with Oregon to win the Pac-12. I think they're still in the Pac-12 trying to figure this realignment crap out. <laughs> but um, I don't – would it stun me to see them with Lincoln Riley in the playoff? No, because he does that with Oklahoma every year. Mm-hmm. Would it stun me to see them win the national title? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, even with Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley wasn't winning the national title. They were just the, the – always the fourth team in, first team out of the playoff. Um, 
USC could do the exact same thing. They could win the Pac-12, look impressively, get that fourth spot that is always up for grabs or the third spot when the SEC champion falls down to four or the runner-up falls to four. Uh, but I don't, I don't see you – I mean, at that point, you start hedging it off. Mm-hmm. Um, I Could they win the Pac-12? Yeah. Um, Pac-12 is not great, and uh, Oregon doesn't have their best team ever. They lost their head coach. Uh, 